Never forced, never coerced. Open discussions about things in life that matter to you most. From tech to TV, movies, and gaming, and everything in between. Visit voluntaryinput.com to subscribe, contact us, and find out how you can support the show. Catch new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Voluntary Input. Well, Sam, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Um, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks. Thank you, Leo, for um, organizing this and for running such a fantastic show. So happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm not sure where you are. Is it blazing hot? Because we've been having, you know, everywhere. It's like the world's on fire. <laughs> no, it's it's the opposite because I'm in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, oh. and it is it is cold. It's our winter here. Oh, is <laughs> so, it? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yes. So on the when it's summer in the Northern Hemisphere, it's winter in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, it it is Monday, the twenty fifth of July. <laughs> so I'm calling the future. <laughs> I'm here sitting in the future. <laughs> That's right. You're also in the future. What's those yes. lottery numbers, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will DM you after this. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone. Don't, I, oh no way! I won't. All yes. right. Before we go. To too far off the rails here. Uh, can you tell everyone who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yes, yes, yeah, sure. So um, last 15 years or so, I have been involved in lots of different um, tech startups and um, I've had two small exits. So my first startup was in the e-commerce space. I did a lot of digital marketing and all this. And I was doing this way, way back when it was not a thing. I was like buying Google AdWords in 2004 when no one had heard about such things. Um, so I've always been early. Whenever there is a new technology, I want to use it. I want to test it. I want to see how it will impact us, impact businesses, um, and and so on. So um, in 2015, I sold that business. Um, I grew it from 2007 to 2015, sold that. And then I joined an esports startup. With that, I was based in Bay Area or, or near San Francisco for years outside US. Um, and then that company got acquired in 2018. Um, after that, I wrote books on tech startups. I spoke at events. I sort of co-owned an agency. Um, I did all sorts of things. But what I do right now is I write now these days, I run a podcast called Web3 with Sam Kamani. Um, that is my sort of uh, one of my key things I do where it is mostly focused on education around Web3. You know, what's the good, what's the bad, what you should avoid, how you should be safe, all those sort of things. Um, and uh, for my full-time day job, I work for a company called Moonstream, moonstream.to um, or .2. Um, and what... Uh, Moonstream does it. It sort of builds um, building blocks for um, Web3 games. So the games use our engine to move on chain, but it's a <laughs> it's a very sort of a niche product if um, in in the gamification space. So and then just gaming has been one of my personal sort of passions. So that's why I work still work in that industry. I worked in esports. I worked in gaming related things for a while. So yeah. So that's that's in short about me. <laughs> And that's why you're here too, um, so we can talk about Web3 because I know there's there's a lot of confusion around it. 
There still yes. is. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of, uh, I've heard a lot of negative talk about it as well. So yes. if you could, I think I always think that when we have these kinds of talks, it's a good idea to maybe start with some sort of definition. If you could define Web3, if you could tell someone, this is what this is, what would you tell them? Yes, absolutely. I would um, go and define it. But I'll first tell you about just something that you just mentioned about how there is a lot of confusion. And I'll tell you why the confusion exists, because that will make it clear. So Web3, the term was first coined in around 2005. And what it meant at that time was um, semantic web. So the web that makes sense. So um, what I mean by that is that, you know, currently when you search something, you search by using keywords and then Google is trying to link up keywords. It doesn't really understand um, the meaning behind it or or the emotion behind it. Whereas a uh, semantic web is supposed to be more like humans, like how we talk. And it is supposed to understand the meaning the um, and make connections based on that. So that was the semantic. But over over time, in the last two years, the term Web3 has been hijacked by a, a collection of, of all these sort of random technologies, not, not random, but all these sort of technologies such as blockchain, crypto, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, all, all these sort of things have come together. And what they are now being collectively called is Web3. To define Web3, what is Web3 and how is it different from Web2? So you can think of Web1 as early days of internet. You had blogs, websites you went to, you just read them. They were pretty static. Um, they were pretty ugly just, too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was, was kind of like read and write web. Right. And you couldn't do much with it. Um, then in the mid 2000s, like 2005 to 2016, seven or 15, came the sort of the rise of social media. So came the likes of Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, what's lots and lots of um, messaging type platforms, social media platforms. Um, and that was sort of the web too. And it was aided by the rise of sort of mobile phones and stuff that everyone could be mobile, be looking on. And not only you were reading and writing like before, but you were also sharing, you were sharing other people's content and that allowed um, information to move a lot, lot faster. And what has happened in Web3, it takes it one step further. It allows you to own as well. So right now, when you are posting on say Facebook, um, um, Mark Zuckerberg is not paying you anything <laughs> to post and share or right, view posts not. on Facebook. <laughs> and he it is, is not. important for people to understand that because I think a lot of people forget that point. <laughs> You're not paying yes. for it and neither is he paying you. <laughs> so Yes, neither is he. So you are doing pretty much like work for him. You are continuing his network going right. um, without him having to pay you. So what the key difference with Web3 is that there is often a, some sort of a token or some sort of a monetization model attached to it where you get rewarded by that platform. And now that token, that sort of a, um, asset, that the more you interact with it, the more you get paid. And and so you now have a voice, you have a say. So that token could have um, some governance value. So you could um, 
have some voting rights in the in the company so those are called something like a dao like a decentralized autonomous organization that hey that everyone who has and the more token you have because the more you participate um then and the more say you have in that platform on which direction you want it to go so that is sort of the promise of web3 it um and we can talk about on the on the negative side of of things well basically i like the sound of that because yes. basically what you're talking about is everyone can potentially have an equity stake in yes everything that's happening and the yes, hijacking everything that you participate yes the hijacking In, part, yeah. I have to agree with you 100% because I think that's that's where a lot of disdain comes from it, from it too, is because yes. you have, and I'm just going to say it, there's, it, it appears to be there's a lot of people in crypto and ironically in gaming that have hijacked it more than anyone. And people yes. on the outside looking in, they feel like, well, this is kind of a con game because people can't see anything tangible from it. So it's like, well, what is this Web3? It, it, you know, it feels like, well, it's not really anything except what these people are saying it is. <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, there is a reason why, because um, like everything that you do on, say, Facebook or or any of the existing social media, it belongs, the, the data is is hosted in a centralized server, which is controlled by by that entity. If it's Twitter, then it's of course controlled by Twitter. If it's Facebook, if it's controlled by Facebook, they can you know, choose to kick you out, they can choose to keep you. Um, they retain that right. Whereas with Web3, um, the, the whole idea behind it is that it uses blockchain. So blockchain is just another type of a database that is not hosted in one place, but it is decentralized across lots of different parties and people like you and I. Um, so what happens is that no one entity can say that, hey, um, I don't like you, <laughs> you are out of my platform. Um, so <clears throat> so the promise is that it is kind of anti-cancel culture. Um, that is the promise. We haven't figured it out. No one has figured it out completely right. yet because, of course, it's end of the day. It's people. You still want to stop the bad actors. Yeah, you're, that's um, what I was going to say. You got to have causing harm. You got to have yes. some sort of governing body somewhere, right? For yes. the for the and, bad and that's actors. What, yeah. Yeah, and so that's where like the concept of a DAO or a decentralized autonomous organization comes in, that everyone votes with their sort of own governance token and the more tokens you hold, the more say or a more of a vote you have. And then if if everyone on the platform doesn't like, you have a vote around it and everyone says that, hey, we don't like this um, direction where this is going, um, let's change track. And then so it is a bit more bit more sort of a democratic way of of doing things and this is all a promise of three um it has happened in in some instances um there are lots and lots of DAOs, like decentralized autonomous organizations you can go and search them and a lot of them come together in like overnight um and you can create whereas if you were going through the traditional model of uh you know um setting up a massive organization with um, 2 million people or few million people and, and hundreds of millions in that DAO together. Um, now it's been happening sort of overnight or, or really, really fast in, the, in this sort of Web3 space. And then sometimes these DAOs set up, they collect the money and then they go and then 
invest wherever the people in the DAO say, so you want to invest here or there. Um, another example of this is um, ENS domains. So, so you might have seen some people have like, you know, um, say leoallen.eth or .eth domain name. Yes, um, there's, and a, those there's, domain a, there's names a lot were, of them, yeah. Lot of them, yes. So those, those domain names were provided by ENS, a company called um, Ethereum Name Services or, or ENS domains. Um, and um, like, when was it? About a year ago or sometime, they did a... Um, so in, not initially. Initially, people were just buying them. And then if you had that domain name, they gave like a, some sort of like a... Uh, not a cashback, but they gave out their tokens to however many ever domains you held, and they gave out sixty million dollars. They distributed to the people who owned their domains. Wow! Now you you don't get you don't get that in in other domain name service. If you own, um, you know the voluntaryinput.com, um, if you own it at GoDaddy or wherever, they are not going to suddenly go and pay. Yeah, they don't but pay that's me. Not the, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it, Sam. They don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's not the that's even not the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that you have a voice. You have some say in the governance of that. So you can choose everyone if in that says that hey, we want to make all our domains free. We don't want to get anyone pay. That's fine. That's the direction you can take. So so these sort of things can happen in Web three, which don't happen in in Web two. Right now, I've had um, I've had several conversations with people about AI because it, it's yes. gotten kind of to the point. It's it's a little bit of a wild, wild west with the way people <laughs> with the way people just throw AI around like, oh, this new webcam has AI in it or this this new whatever AI, AI, everything's AI, AI. And I feel that it's important that someone reigns all that in and is kind of in control of that messaging like who who do you think when it comes to web three should be responsible for the correct messaging of what web three is versus a lot of the nonsense that we hear because there is there's just so much nonsense out there and it's like who do you believe who who should be the authority if you will that we go to and say this is what the true web three is because these people are saying who would you say those people are yes okay so um first of all like um any program that uses if else loop they call it ai you know some people like <laughs> they take the liberty and and i know like i i used to host a podcast where i used to interview vcs and tech startup founders um so vcs as in venture capitalists um and tech startup founders and i know there was a trend like a year two years ago where every startup founder because they wanted to raise money they will say that their software has ai um and it is just like um like a marketing jargon that exactly it becomes a marketing yes. thing and it's like but that's yes. not the truth of what this is <laughs> so no no, that's not what the truth of that it, uh, what it is but um it is like um it is kind of like technical technicality it's like you can have a have a soda or a soft drink with lots and lots 
of sugar um it, it will make you fat but technically it is fat free it has no fat in it there is no layer of oil floating in it you know there's no fat in it so you can say it's 100% fat free right. but that does not mean it's healthy so just like that um there is no fda of web3 because or or of the technology world um because this is the whole space is so so new and the whole premise of web3 is that um you have your own sort of um tokens currencies you stay out of the out of the system in in many ways so um the whole idea is against kind of cancel culture which has its own negative things as you are mentioning that you know people just say whatever they want and so many projects have no idea they've just set up they've just started they have no idea what they're doing there is no real utility so that's why it is just like any new field um it full of snake oil merchants oh exactly i'm glad you said that the snake oil merchants and <laughs> it's it's sad too because when you love tech and you see the potential of things and then you have those snake oil salesmen and they come out and they just they mess everything up and i just want to say stop you guys are you're making it bad <laughs> for everybody because here are some great opportunities do you love comics movies video games and more we do too join me josh scar and my cast of colorful co-hosts on talking smack Look for our yellow and red icon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and other podcast players. He's on the run from the law, falsely accused of murdering his... Wait. Oh, got my scripts mixed up here. Ah, here we go. This makes more sense. The Movie Wire Podcast with host Justin Henson. Hear Justin's movie verdict wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to The Movie Wire today. Hi there. This is Dan from Casting Views, and you're listening to Voluntary Input with Leo Allen. Let's get back to the show. And speaking of those great opportunities, uh, I see that you often speak about opportunities in Web3. What are some of those that you can share with us? What are some of the opportunities that you see that especially companies should jump on or start taking advantage of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um I see a lot of opportunities in the on the gaming side, but then on the other side I have been seeing opportunities that are created for um individual artists as well as musicians um because of the whole sort of rise in the last year or so of the whole NFT space. Um and by artists I don't only mean just like the art as in like the drawing world but right. it could be anything um what people mistake um not mistake but often see um nfts as is just as a as a image um and then they just focus on the art value or the graphic value of that um but what i um especially see, i'm seeing is the the real value of the nfts um are in the in the access side of things and in the authorization side of things so so for example um the only reason i believe why um gary v's nfts were popular or he made so much money out of them is because of access that say um you know if you want to go to his conference vcon the only way to get there is you have purchased one of his nfts so it gives you the access and you can even jump on a zoom call with him for some of the nfts and stuff so 
so that is where we should be really looking at is as a type of access that you cannot have by any other sort of means um dallas mavericks they did that like they gave out some nfts i think they gave them out for free but then yeah, if you hold those and that's because mark cuban is all in yes <laughs> yes because mark cuban is all and He's it's not like in. he has not lost money he has no, lost he a has lot not. of money and, no no he has lost a lot of money as oh well. he has I mean, oh yeah but, yeah, yeah. No, but no, he not, can afford it these nfts yeah yeah no, not with these nfts but with other projects that he has funded or oh, other okay. people that he has funded who has ran away or who ran away or who burned it all or some things like that um even in shark tank you know he has um he has made investments that have not panned out as he thought, um, which I'm sure the stories are out there on, on YouTube and all that. Right. <laughs> but, but that is, sorry but to go on. The, on that's a, the risk of doing business. I mean, that's the exactly right. You say that, that is the risk of doing business. Some projects will succeed. Some projects won't. Um, and so the, the key idea is what can we learn from some projects that have succeeded? And the best thing we can learn is that they see NFTs in the form of access. They see it as a, as a lifelong VIP ticket. And what happens is that previously also you had things like that, you know, VIP tickets or lifelong VIP passes and things like that were sold for big amount. But then Every time that pass was resold to someone, the original organizer, the original creator didn't benefit. But now with NFTs, because they are digital on a decentralized ledger, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about that the original server will close down somewhere because it's in a decentralized database spread across thousands, if not millions of computers around the world. Right. Um, yeah. It's going to be there perpetually or forever or as long as things stay alive <laughs> um so so the thing is that say if you have an nft that you you um that you sold um and and i bought that nft or say you gave away for free and but what that nft did was allow me to have have maybe half an hour of your precious time to get some feedback from you as consulting or something. And then every time, say, I sold that NFT to my friend, um, um, to my friend who lives in India, he bought that NFT, but then the 10% or 20%, whatever the amount you have set will go to you. Then he had the half an hour meeting with you. And by this time, you are an international celebrity. Um, your stock has gone through the roof. <laughs> and then he goes and sells it um, to, to his friend. She lives in Australia. She has just won a lottery. She buys it for over a million dollars, but then the 20% still goes back to you. So, um, so the thing is that you have perpetual sort of revenue every time that um, product is is sold and resold and resold. So this is the benefit where it comes off as as access. So people who are seeing it as um, something that can give access, um, they are doing like really well. Um, so so yeah, um, that is one opportunity I see. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of good come from it too. Yeah, I've seen where um, uh, artists will create things. Uh, paintings yes. digital art or whatever and they'll sell it but um they'll give all of the money to like their community um there's yeah. a guy i cannot remember his name at the moment he was doing this for i think he lives 
in some town in Czechoslovakia or something like that. And yeah. they, they were really hurting. And so he, he, you know, he, he just made it his mission to learn all of this. And then yes. he started creating this digital art and he was able to basically support his entire community because of what you just wow. described, you know, that income in perpetuity. And I thought, man, that is amazing. And speaking of that, because artists never had that, no, yeah, because artists never had this before this, because they could create artwork, they sold it to gallery. Hopefully, the gallery because of the yeah, hopefully, yeah. or sometimes they even give away for free because to get the name built. But then if the gallery sells to someone and who's billionaire and he then keeps it in his private collection, donates it to a university and then university sells it after another 10 years for a massive big amount of money or something like that. Um, the artist is not going to see any of that appreciation. The original artwork would have been sold for for minuscule price. But now because of it being on a digital distributed ledger, the record being kept and everything on a, in a decentralized way, it's not a private sale that cannot be tracked. It's not like cash in hand. It is through a digital sort of means that automatically the smart contract gets executed and 20% money goes to the digital wallet of the artist. And that is that is now it's being taken to one stage further there are platforms where you can support and sponsor say like sports people like you know they are or kids who are training in sports but you see a great potential in them you can start supporting them really early because they might not have the money to go and get training and education and things because they're from a poor household um, but then there could be some sort of a smart contract that you get um, you support them for this many years Till the their selection happens, and if that happens, you get ten percent of income for the next five years or something like that. Right. So those sort of things can be done um, with with NFTs or this sort of a distributed uh, blockchain sort of a technology that weren't um, possible. And now there are platforms that allow you to do this, so you don't have to necessarily learn about anything about the technology. Um, it's all sort of like click and just like you setting up a Shopify store or something right, like that, yeah. you can do it. There's even an entire network that was built called Hype Network. I'm not sure if you ever heard of them. Yes, I have kind of heard of them. Yeah, the Hype. They had a huge event last year where they brought in filmmakers, artists, photographers, and they did a, they did a conference, like a virtual conference, but it was kind of in a... Um, Metaverse? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a metaverse conference, and it was really yes. fascinating. But the way that it was set up is all the artists and uh, filmmakers who participated were able to generate revenue, and it was just yeah. it was an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that has the key difference I have seen. The another thing I have seen is that I don't know you've heard of the concept called thousand true fans. Um, so oh, that, that is sounds the, familiar yeah 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 um i think it's amanda palmer or someone so he said that you know you just need thousand true fans yeah who follow you and who buy everything you do um <laughs> that's that's all you need to have a sustainable living as an artist um however like um, now with web3 you don't even need thousand you just need hundred true fans mm -hmm. who would buy things that you produce um i know people who have done that and there are artists who can now do that it's like previously on spotify or apple music or things like that you need millions 
millions of views to yeah. even make hundred dollars. Whereas yeah. now the same artist, like a singer, songwriter, could um, create a song and have it really exclusive. Let's say that I'll only sell it to hundred people this year, and I'll release it a year later. And each copy would be sold for a thousand dollars, but that's not it. They will get like, um, say, a Zoom call with them, and they'll, you know, they'll um, even meet them in person or whatever. Or send them some merch or, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, send them some merch and stuff. So then you can have hundred people selling them this NFT for a thousand dollars each. Um, it's hundred thousand, and they could do this once a year. Um, this sort of uh, event, this sort of a thing, and they could still be making hundred thousand a year, but just hundred fans. Previously, if you had hundred fans, you were playing in a bar somewhere. You would not be making hundred thousand a year. That was a um, sad night, is what that was. That was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you, you would get the free burger and a beer, and then you'll get like fifty bucks to take home. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. It is a it is a very very different model of of doing things that you need very small number of fans. Whether you're an artist, singer, sports person, and and you can still make a yeah, make a living, living wage. <laughs> so if someone were to want to get started, um, I mean, you mentioned you don't really have to learn a lot. Where would you, yes. if someone came to you and said, you know, Sam, I really want to at least try to understand all this Web3 stuff and maybe possibly, you know, generate some revenue out of it. Where, where, how do I get started? Okay. So um, first I would, first thing I would advise is that you ha they have to look into their own skill set that what is their skill set? Um, are they are they technical? So you know, are they good at programming? Are they good at um, art? Are they good at music or, or whatever it might be? Are they good at are they good with people? Because most of these projects need community managers, community management, all that. Are they good with social media? So you know, find out, first thing is that, or are they good at like you know sales and going out and making partnerships? Making so first thing is what are your own skills? Second thing all the web3 projects they live on discord so discord is like a channel like slack or or something where it's just like a um that's where all the community lives that's where they chat that's where, that's where all the cool kids are sam <laughs> just put it that way discord yes, is it's yes. the place that's where all <laughs> that's where all the cool kids it, are it's it started with gaming yeah it started with gaming but all yeah. the web3 projects live there and so so any Thing that you are interested in so you know if you are interested in say basketball so see what are the basketball nft projects out there so nearly every team has their own every um not every but a lot of the basketball um stars like steph curry has his own sort of nft collection and so many of them kevin durant has his own thing and so um nba top shots is another one by Depple. the so, nfl so has one as well Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, they all have. So, um, and not only that, their individual um, players have their own things right. going on. They have their own brand, like partnerships with brands. So look into that project, go just search that, just search this person you like and search their name and then go down on their website and at the bottom, there will be a link to Discord. Go and join that Discord, become a part of the community, see where there is a gap there. Maybe they need an artist, maybe they need someone to look after their community on Discord, like a community manager or a moderator. Maybe they need like an um, salesperson. They all have, they, there's so many people, there's so many jobs um, in this space that um, 
yeah that you, you'll find find something um <laughs> somewhere to get started the the key thing is to get started um even if it is um to just to learn and just to see um join a discord and that's that's how i would start um and then of course there's so much source material and content on on the internet that you can just search whichever field you decide to go you can learn for free you don't even have to pay any classes you don't have to pay a coach do not do that <laughs> don't get into that <laughs> a um, web3 don't, coach <laughs> don't, don't join. yes yes don't 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 join a pyramid scheme don't join anything don't join anything that's asking you for money <laughs> there's enough free content online that's all, that's what I was going to get to next because I think a lot of the problem too is people think oh I can get rich real quick and I tell people yeah. all the time with anything, no, you're you're not. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be quick. Can you? Yes. Yeah, possibly. But get the get the rich quick part out of your mind. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so there is a thing that you know people don't really um, show, or they don't really even see the backstory of the person. They see that this artist suddenly made $2 million. I've got a friend on on, on TikTok um, who made his own NFT collection and made two, $3 million. Um, but um, in, in like one week that sold out and stuff. But what they don't see is the 15 year journey to make him the person <laughs> to right. be able to execute that. So not only he's been doing art for so many, so many years that he was good. He was an excellent content creator. He has probably over a million followers on TikTok. So he already had the audience. So you are someone without skill. If you are someone without that sort of an audience of a million people, the thing is he executed it in this way. He could have made his own makeup line or whatever, you know, clothes line or something, and he could have made money anyway so it's not the nft that helped him make money it is the first 15 years of grinding exactly. and getting to that point yes in life that may help to make money so what is happening is people are getting in and and then there are of course there are agencies out there you know like who said oh yeah we'll make you an nft collection and there'll be people saying oh yeah we'll do your marketing and you'll make a lot of money and just give us ten thousand dollars and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is exactly right and and that's where the the problem happens and and people are gonna get burned people are gonna get <laughs> and and then they blame the technology and it's like no, it's not the technology. You fail for a con game. <laughs> that's what yes. that's what the problem is. The problem isn't the technology. You you got conned. You got cheated. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's is the same thing that you know they see even I mean they, I mean it's exists in other fields as well. Um but other fields have existed for a lot longer. So say for example, um like a artists playing a big stadium or a big show and they're making that much money in a day or like a sports person making this much money in a in a year or something and and then that the person is earning i don't know whatever seventy five thousand an hour or whatever they see but they are just seeing that in event in an isolation they're not seeing the first 20 years that right. that person had to grind to get to that 
point or the doctor is charging me $450 an hour. But what about the 12 years that they had to study and go in $300,000 debt to get to that point? Exactly. <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. People do not see that part. They don't see that part at all. And it does. It exists in everything. It, it exists in podcasting. I mean, it happens all the time. And I'm friends with a lot of independent podcasters. And the conversation is always the same. These quote unquote coaches and experts they claim to have all these tools and ideas to make you rich and your podcast will be all this, but you have to start off by giving them $5,000. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you say that. Well, Sam, thank you so much. Now, what are, what are some ways people can find you in the work that you do and how can they yeah. connect with you to, to learn more? Sure. So, uh, go and i mean the the easiest is just search web3 with sam and and i'll pop up on on any audio platform um that's where i do share a lot about um about web3 and and all sorts of technology and and stuff and um and i often um do go and speak at lots of events so by this time by the time this podcast goes live, I would it would the event would have finished. But the next event that I'm speaking at, I'm speaking at two events, um, or I'll be present at these two events. One is the Web Three Festival in LA on the 28th of July, <laughs> and then okay, the next yeah. one is 29 to 31st of July NFT Expos. So I'll be at both these events. Um, so. Um, if you are there, <laughs> come and say, look for me or just send me a, a tweet. Uh, my DMs are open, always open for for good conversations with people who work in this space. Um, so, yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Kamani, S-A-M-K-A-M-A-N-I or on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me. Um, yeah. My DMs are open for for anyone. I don't have a course, whether for free or paid or anything <laughs> like that. But I, <laughs> I, I do know. So I think the best is um, I, I share a lot on on how a lot of these sort of technologies work. A bit more on the technical side on my podcast. So if you are interested, um, just go and find it. It's all for free. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a course within itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm what I, but that's another thing that I've always thought is to just make a playlist. So make a playlist on, on different topics for, and then I can just share that. And, and it's, it's on um, Spotify and all that. So it's on Apple podcast. So it's always free and it stays there for free. So that's what I like. Absolutely. Same, same. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, enjoy the future. <laughs> and again, don't forget to give me those lottery numbers as soon as we finish, we wrap up here. Yes, yes, I will be sending them to you. <laughs> it's funny, that's what everyone always says. What are the lottery numbers for tomorrow since you're in the future? Yeah, that's a, that's a get-rich-quick scheme that, that a lot of people have tried. <laughs> yes. See, what you should the have said person. was, what you should have said yes. was, oh, I'll give them to you if you first pay me $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning so much from you. <laughs> this is great. How to be a thief. Well, again, yeah. thank you so much, Sam. And I hope uh, people check out the podcast. Uh, lots of information there. And did you do a TED Talk? as well did I, I did yes I awesome. did yes 
I did it on on gamification. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I do work with, and it's like you know how to gamify your day to day life to make it more fun, make it more engaging, and to acquire new skills. Great! I do my gaming on Google Stadia, by the way. Love Stadia. Oh, cloud gaming. Yeah, it's where it's at. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. I got to check that out. Hey, you should. It's it start. It's free. You can play for free. But that's another conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. But yes. I want to thank you once again for coming on, coming on. And as always, to everyone listening, if you have any questions or comments or show ideas for me, just go to voluntaryinput.com. There you can find all the past episodes, where you can listen to the show, where you can catch all the videos as well. Better yet, while you're there, register as a guest because we're always looking for great guests like you. Thanks once again, Sam, for coming on. And... I encourage everyone to go listen to your podcast because like I said, if people really want to understand what web three really is aside from, cause I'm telling you social media sometimes is the problem. Aside from all that chatter, go listen to web three with Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leo. All right. You have a great rest of your day. I suppose it's daytime. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's the afternoon. I'll show you outside. <laughs> it's the afternoon. <laughs> it's oh, like a- and it's nice. It's like a a forest out there (laughs) in my backyard. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you later. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Do you sometimes find yourself scrolling through the internet looking for articles to read only to find that you can't read through them all because you have other things going on? What if someone could read them to you while you tackle other tasks? Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. Simply put, the entire internet becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and you can follow any topic as specific as you'd like. From sports to science to Bitcoin, it will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And guess what? They have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. And yes, this podcast, Voluntary Input, is there too. Download and use Newsly for free now. Follow the Newsly link and use the promo code in the show notes of this episode and receive a one-month free premium subscription. So again, If you ever find yourself scrolling through daily articles, stop scrolling and start listening. Follow the Newsly link and use the promo code in the show notes of this episode and receive a one month free premium subscription.